The question I want to ask in this lab session from Acts 13, 46 to 48, especially verse 48, is how do you discern a big doctrine in a little verse? I think sometimes we're reading along and we're not ready to have a stick of dynamite go off in our hands when we're holding on to just one half of a verse. So let's watch how this happens and then how we confirm whether we've seen what we think we've seen. So, Father, the doctrine we're talking about here is the doctrine of election or predestination, and it is explosively present in this passage, and I pray that we would see it and that we would see it confirmed elsewhere and that it's humbling, gratefulness-giving, hope-giving, emboldening effect would happen in our lives. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So here are Paul and Barnabas in Antioch of Pisidia preaching in the synagogue. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying to the Jewish people, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you, to the Jew first and also to the, to the Greek, remember? First to you. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, which is an amazing statement in itself. We'll have to do that maybe at another time, how that shows that if you reject the gospel, no matter what people group you're from, you reject eternal life. Eternal life comes through the gospel. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles now. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. Now that is a stick of dynamite that just went off in our hand. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And you stop and you rub your eyes, unless you're used to seeing this sort of thing, which is all over the New Testament, indeed the Bible, and you notice it means that appointment, or this is election, isn't it? The words don't matter so much which word you use, ordain, appoint, predestine, elect. Uh, uh, let's call it, just stick with appointment. Appointment to eternal life is not the result of believing. Election is not based on foreseen faith. Lots of people say they, they try to get away from the sovereignty of God and the unconditionality of election by saying election or divine appointment or foreordination or predestination is based on foreseen faith. But clearly, you can see this. 
that that will not fit this verse. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed, believing, so this is the other way of saying it, believing is the result or effect of the divine appointment or election. So as many as were appointed to eternal life, for that reason, believed. This appointment isn't based on this belief being foreseen. This belief is happening because of this appointment. And that's why we call this unconditional election, because we didn't believe in order to meet a condition for this to happen. Rather, this happened before we believed so that we would believe, and therefore the the appointing or the electing or the destining or the ordaining or the predestining is unconditional, and the result of it is our faith. Now, what do you do if you wonder, whoa, I haven't seen that before. Where else in the Bible is that? Many Bibles have footnotes down here at the bottom. They have little little asterisks or little letters. And the Bible that I was using while I was working on this had some of those. And I recommend them. And they sent me, for example, to John 10, 26 and 27. You do not believe, Jesus says. You do not believe because you are not of my flock. Notice, not being part of his sheep or his flock is the reason they don't believe. It's not the other way around. It's not because you don't believe you're not part of my flock. It's you don't believe because you're not part of my flock, which is saying essentially the same thing. The divine appointment of who goes in the flock precedes and becomes the cause of who does not believe. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Or it led me to 2 Thessalonians 2.13. We ought always to give thanks to you, to, to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you. So here's election. That's the word for election. God chose you as the first fruits. So the first converts. God chose you to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. So he chose you to be saved through faith. The faith and the salvation are a result of the choosing. Why is that? Because in Ephesians 2.8, we realize faith is a gift from God. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So this faith and salvation are a gift of God. And God gives his gifts according to what his appointments were in eternity. Or repentance, the same thing. It's a gift. 2 Timothy 2, 24 to 26, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps 
grant them repentance. Through our teaching, God may, we, we can't twist his arm and make this happen. We can pray that it would happen. I do pray it would happen. I pray that it would happen right now while I'm speaking. May God perhaps grant them repentance. It's a divine supernatural work of God giving repentance and leading to a knowledge of the truth so that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So we come back here now to Acts 13, 48. What are we supposed to feel? What effect is this supposed to have on us when we realize we believed as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. And you, you realize, you, you fall down on your knees and you realize, my belief when I was six years old or 16 years old or 46 years old, my belief was not decisively my doing. It was decisively God's choosing. What, what effect does that have on you? It has the effect of humility. I'll never boast again in having produced my faith. It strips us of all boasting, like Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says. It has the effect of thankfulness. Oh, how thankful we should be. If we are believers, God has chosen us, and we should be humble, and we should be ever thankful. Paul said, I thank God that he's chosen you. Third, it should have the effect of Hope for others, even the hardest of sinners that you would like to see. Even the hardest of sinners that you would like to see saved. Because no obstacle in this life can be thrown up to argue that election couldn't have happened for them in eternity before they had gotten hard. God elects us unconditionally, and his election causes the faith, and therefore there's hope for the worst of sinners, just like there was hope for us, which broke us down and made us thankful.